Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So let's get started with today's program. I'm Rena Romano, a servant thriver of incest and sexual assault, and this program is dedicated to other survivors to show you the endless positive possibilities of your potential after trauma. And this human person I have today, Jess Richardson. Oh my gosh, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely adore you. I love the Surfer Thriver message. Um, and my tongue thrusting makes me do it. Say it funny. Surf Thriver. Thriver, it is a tongue twister. I I just adore you. So thank you for having me on the show. I adore you too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna full disclosure here. This is our second or third recording here because we were having internet problems. But I didn't want to let her go because she's so awesome. And your website is a superhuman power power powered. Superpowered humans. We're superheroes. Yeah, that's it. Yay! (laughs) And we're gonna talk about her book today, but. Jess is a survivor of human trafficking and a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, what'd you say? We could check all the boxes? All of them. (laughs) I haven't found a box yet that I can't check. Oh my um, goodness. Would not be a contest. (laughs) (laughs) And and I know you, you don't like labels either. And I don't really like labels, but I wanted to come up with the word survivor because um, when people say don't, let your past define you. I like to say, oh, yes, it does. Because I I look at the courage, strength, and tenacity it took for us to survive what we have survived. So please tell us a little bit about your story, Jess. You're, you're just awesome. You guys are going to be blown away. Yeah, I, I love that message because our trauma has perks. Mm. And if we just like heal and then put it in a box and put it away, then we don't get access to the golden stories, to the amazing things that we can do because of the trauma, the Mm -hmm. the skills, the the abundance, the joy, the freedom, because, because I felt such excruciating pain and torture, like physical body, mental, Mm -hmm. heart, when I came to the other side and started to find freedom and find joy, and I went on that journey, it meant that everything happened for me, and there were things that I could learn from it. And then I realized, whose who's expectations am I really living up to? Like, why... Why am I letting the world tell me who I am or what I should look like or how I should behave? When I went public with my story of being a survivor of domestic and international sex trafficking in 2009, I uh, was an entrepreneur, a businesswoman. At the time, I was a mother of four. I've had another one since. And I'm done. I cap out at five. (laughs) (laughs) I I am woman. Hear me roar. (laughs) That last one was 10 pounds, 14 ounces. Oh and my so, goodness, girl. I, and I had him at home. 
I had my last four at home and unmedicated. And I was like, yeah, um, I can do anything and I'm done now. I'm tapping out. But when I went public with my story, the number one response was that people would tip their heads sideways. They'd go, huh, you look so normal. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to look like? I got the same thing, but you act so normal. You seem so happy. Like if I walked in in fishnets and thigh high boots, you would be like, yeah, she used to be a hoe. And it's like, yeah, I did used to be a hoe, but I like grew up and decided to do something different with my life. And that's okay. Like it, it I didn't wear fishnets when I was a hoe. Like, <laughs> that's, I know, it's, it's, it's weird how we get those images in our, of what you're supposed to look like or act like or whatever. I know I got the same right. thing. I want you to hold your book up. I haven't oh. read her book yet, but I love this title. Everything I know I learned from my pimp. And you said you were started being sexually abused at the age of four and then sex mm -hmm. trafficked. But you have turned your life around and that's why I wanted you on the show to show other survivors what we can do after trauma. And you took your trauma and you turned it into your own business. <laughs> it's my I mean, mission. Yeah. I mean, so now you're a life coach, a business coach should tell us about that a little bit. Um, really it, I, I am so grateful for my trauma because my trauma was into the sex industry. I was trafficked into an industry that is a commercial product. And mm. so when I was the product, I was literally forced to learn sales, marketing, negotiation, customer service, like how to navigate difficult situations in business while my peers were smoking weed behind the gym, skipping school. And so that, like, that's that. a weird perk, but like, I got a crash course, crash course in like real life business. And that was really powerful. And then my brain works a little different. I don't know because my trauma started so young. I don't know if I am the way I am because of trauma or I am the way I am because I think I'm probably an Aspie. I, I like, you're so, just brilliant. You are the way my, you are because you're just brilliant. <laughs> my love language is spreadsheets. Logic is my game. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a different sort of human and that's, that's okay that's because okay. I, I don't have to live up to anyone's expectations. It's just. And I like that. And I like that. And I, I like that you don't define yourself in any one box. I mean, you mm -hmm. could check, like you said, I could check all the, the check marks and check all the boxes. But right. I, I'm so thrilled to, to be with you today, Jess, because you're just so full of joy and happiness. And I love what you said, because people have said that to me, too, when I shared my story but you seem so normal. You seem too happy. And I wasn't that way, I guess. I mean, whatever normal is, but I wasn't happy for a long time. I was stuck in the anger and the pain of what happened. And uh, until I started seeing other people who had the similar story and they were, they were able to, you know, come out of their story and well, look at Oprah. I mean, come on. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so look at you. So share, you know, when did you start seeing that um, 
you know, you have children. When did you start seeing, I need to change my life? It was one day. I was 21 years old and I I had a daughter that was about, my oldest is 19 to turn 20, but she's like right around a year old. And um, we, uh, I was selling insurance and I was working specifically with seniors, long-term care and annuities. Mm-hmm. And I had this realization that who I was right then was only going to be magnified by like a thousand by the time I was 70. And because seniors have a tendency to either be really, really awesome people, like so fun, they have the best stories, they're great to listen to, or they're bitter, hateful, and angry, and no one wants to talk to them. And so it's like those extremes come out the older you get, because really you just quit caring what people think. And (laughs) that's the beauty of getting older. Right. I love it. And I... But at 21 years old, I had this realization that I was just on a journey. And because my trauma was so extreme that I I really deep in my heart wanted to become a serial killer. That that was something that I I just wanted death. And to bullet point, I was sexually abused when I was young. My dad was murdered when I was 10. My grandmother was killed shortly thereafter. I ended up being raped into gangs um, and then got away from the gangs and then ended up being trafficked, spent 14 months being trafficked. And then it was a sex worker who helped me escape, ended up rebuilding her business in exchange for her helping me get away from my And that was really my first business turnaround that I did. I was 18 years old and completely transforming the leadership and sales systems of an escort service. And for three years, we did that. I got pregnant, ended up selling insurance because I didn't want my daughter living in this lifestyle, ended up selling insurance, had this wake-up call. So I was like, just ready to kill everyone. And it was, I read like every single serial killer book in the Seattle library, all of them, because I wanted, I, I just wanted people dead. I wanted the whole world dead. So, and, but it yeah. wasn't the whole world that hurt you, right? When did yeah, you right. realize that? Um, did you realize that? Because, and when did you realize you really didn't want to be a serial killer? It was that one moment yeah. that, I, and I will, for the rest of my life, I was wearing black slacks, gray and black sweater, cold calling, talking to seniors. And it dawned on me that I was just going to become worse. I was going to get worse and worse the Mm. more it went on. And I crawled under my desk and I curled up in the fetal position and I cried like I have never cried in my life. Like snot bubbles, everything, you know, the, (laughs) yeah, that I did that. And while I was under there, I made a decision. And the decision was, I wanted to be happy. Mm. I wanted to look myself in the mirror and say, Jess, I love you. I care for you. You're powerful. You're important. And you're Mm. loved. And I wanted to be able to sleep at night without night terrors. I wanted to be able to just feel good about myself and actually rest. And that was the beginning of that journey where nothing... Like everything changed and yet nothing changed. Uh, I, all that happened was I selected a North star happiness and I started marching towards it. 
Fortunately, I was in a sales environment. And in a sales, in a commission-only sales environment, um, you have access to self-help information. You have sales information. And so much of my healing, that initial core healing, actually came from studying sales. How crazy is that? But (laughs) it's because in order to do sales, you have to be in control of your behavior. You have to listen effectively. It's mindset. But yet mindset and healing are entirely different things. Mindset is like makeup and trauma is like giant zits. You know, it's like you never know. I know it's gross, but that's trauma is kind of great analogy. I like it. And they pop up when you don't want them. You know, the day of the wedding, they pop up right before the photo shoot. (laughs) They pop up at the most inopportune times and you get this big grotesque zit and you're like, how do I cover this? And you can put on all the makeup mindset you want, but when it's big enough, it's that sucker is going to cast a shadow. Yep. And there is nothing you can do. Like, and and that is that trigger, that rage, that anger, that depression, that whatever it is that you get triggered into, when that happens, Mm. that's just an indicator that there is something deeper that we need to go past mindset and deeper into healing and understand what it is that we need to do to make that trigger go away. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so, yeah, that's, that's such a good point, Jess. It really is. It really is. And it, I know. And here we are. We're on a roll here. Oh, right I'm, I'm running. I am jumping. I, I'm like, I get I wanted you, constantly. This is why I wanted <laughs> Jess on the show, people, because she is awesome. She's full, so bubbly, so has so much energy. So, you know, once you had that realization, I mean, it's like a turning point. And is it's like a slap in the head. I li- I like to compare it to uh, Moonstruck when Cher slaps slaps a snap out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And because we know that we we want better, and we deserve better. And somebody said to me once, you know, you're not responsible for what happened to you as a child, but as an adult, you are completely one hundred percent responsible for how your life is going to continue to go or change or whatever. Would you agree with that? Uh, Ding, 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 ding. A thousand percent yes. Because, right, well, no one, no one has a perfect life. Mm -hmm. No one has escaped life. And I couldn't say this before the lockdown, before COVID. Every single one of us have now experienced trauma. Yep. And we are now experiencing collective trauma. Now, yeah. see, my, my pain didn't go away because I made a decision. The pain didn't go away. And also the bad things in life didn't go away. Um, in fact, as an adult, after I had achieved amazing success, uh, running a consulting agency, having a nonprofit, and like really doing the change the world things, like I did all of that. And then uh, it, it, I watched part of it go down in flames because of wanting to serve my clients better and mm. removing judgment. There's a lot of judgment around the sex industry. There's a ton of stigma and it, that's a whole nother ugly situation that is very real. But as we walked away from the business and the nonprofit and everything, and that's really a lot of what the book's about is how to actually serve people with complex trauma. Mm. Um, specifically within the sex industry. But um, within six months of leaving LA, we moved to Austin, Texas. Our youngest son ended up 
getting bit by a bug and was paralyzed. We ended up with $3.2 million in medical bills and he was sent home on hospice. We just said, no, we're going to do it different. We ended up healing him and we moved to the Gulf Coast, like all the way because salt water and sand has a way. Salt water and sand suits. It's healing. Yes. So we moved to the Gulf Coast. Nine months later, Hurricane Harvey in 2017 destroyed the entire town that we were living in. We ended up in tents as a family of seven. And so just because you make good choices in your head, just because you make good business choices, you don't even have to make a bad choice for a hurricane. I spent 18 months going, what in my mindset caused the hurricane. How did I control the weather? Like what happened? Why did we lose everything three times in three years and two months? How did that happen? How did I manifest that? What did I do? It's, and, it's, yeah, yeah, we get stuck in the why me? How, what, right. What, what the heck is going on now? Exactly. How did you come out of that? How did you well, come out of that? We, we spent 18 months living in tents, literal tents. And this was, um, my husband and I have now been married for 16 years. We have five kids. Mm-hmm. But at the time, we were in an RV because that the RV actually really helped us with our son because of medical bills and being able to just live on one income comfortably and really just focus on keeping him alive. Because when you have a four-year-old on hospice, like when your child's facing certain death, you do everything to try to make it better. And we did. But um, Reed and I did the only thing we knew how to do because there weren't a lot of jobs left. Like we lost 80% of the town. We were in Rockport, Texas. Harvey hit first and then came out and then hit Houston. We were living in the small town that it hit first. So the eye of the storm literally sat over our town for 13 hours. And it was insane. And we evacuated back to the place that he was sick in. So while we were evacuated, he was getting more and more sick. So we had to go back to the coast as quick as possible. And we did three days after the storm. And we didn't have like water or power for seven weeks. So we ended up having amazing people who let us stay in their condo because we were denied by FEMA, denied by Red Cross, and because we had a $7,000 insurance policy on that RV. And so we were just stuck in this horrible situation. And Reed and I did the only thing we knew how to do. We started a business. And we took all the wood that was, you know, people's entire houses are in the street. We started making furniture. And then we started live streaming because we both are entertainers. And so we actually did, uh, we quit counting at 162 shows. We did 162 shows at minimum from a tent. And we became like the celebrities of the community because we just wanted to bring people joy. We wanted people to have hope and overcome. And yet we were both very tormented because we weren't able to provide, like, it's really hard. Reed is an amazing salesperson too. He sold entire patio sets to people who didn't even have houses. (laughs) (laughs) 
Go that, read, go that read. That is a feat in and of itself. <laughs> but like, as we were doing this, we were both very suicidal. We hated each other because we were just bitter. And it's like, if, if you can't be happy at the beach, you can't be happy anywhere. Like we swam with the dolphins every single evening because that's the best way to rinse off sawdust. And yet <laughs> we, we hated everything and we hated our life. And I actually... We were so isolated. I ended up calling the suicide hotline three different times. And I just said, I have spent, at the time, it was like 18 years in the mental health industry. I am not actively planning suicide right now. But I know that if I don't talk to someone immediately, it will progress to that. So can I please just talk to you for an hour and get this out? And all three times, I had the best person who just listened to me. And... It was, that was throughout the summer of 18, Christmas Eve of 2018, our furnace went out. So um, we were in a moldy RV and tents and we had no heat. It was cold. So when it gets cold on the Gulf Gulf Coast and you're used to really hot. It's cold on the water. Yeah. Right. And so we were cold. We had nothing for Christmas. We were eating beans and rice and we had nothing. And I just was done. I said to Reed, I said, if I'm going to be broke and hungry, I am not going to be exhausted because we were killing ourselves working. And I went to bed and I said, I am not getting out of bed unless it brings me joy or makes me money, period, the end. And for two months, I laid in bed. And I got up to cook more beans and rice because we didn't even have a kitchen. So I was literally cooking over a hole in the ground with a big Dutch oven. And um, I I was just done. I gave him all the bills. I gave him everything. And I was like, I'm out. Good luck. And our journey since then has been so wild because while I was laying in bed, I just started feeding my brain with all the stuff that I had learned 20 years prior. And I actually went to the curriculums that I wrote because I wrote healing curriculums. I, I wrote the prog- I co-wrote the program that reformed foster care for the state of Connecticut. So I had all these curriculums. Right. I, I li- literally went, I carried this box around that was my brain. I pulled my brain out of all, you know, I'm, I'm 41. So I print stuff and like I like paper, um, and so and that, that's a good thing. And, and right. it's amazing that you had all the things to heal yourself. That but, yeah, but it was, it was there. Up. I mean, right? It was literally in a box. It was literally boxed up, mm-hmm. but you had all the tools there to make right. you happy, to help you on this journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to ask. And it worked. You, and it worked. It worked. And so you pull the box out, you know, gifts come in all sizes, right? Right. Your gift, you had already given it to yourself. <laughs> right. But I couldn't see it because I was in so much trauma again. Again. And, so, and I get that. Oh, I get that. And that's when I look at this pandemic that we're having right now, I'm like, that's it. this or trauma is actually what gives us the strength to overcome the current issues right now. It's whatever we have survived, regardless of what title or label it is, that is what gives us the wisdom, the intuition, the confidence to say, you know what, I am going to rise regardless of what I've experienced. What ended up happening then was I saw on Facebook a last chance. If you haven't received any um, 
like help because of the hurricane, come in and bring your stuff. And I'm very organized. I brought, I had one thing with all of our financial documents, brought it in. And I'll never forget sitting there just like in my chair, curled up the deepest shame, hating myself, hating everything about me, just saying, I just want a, a normal toilet, please. Maybe a kitchen, please. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And this one lady said, I had been saying in my head that it already exists for me. And she, at my first interviews, just said, Jess, your new RV already exists for you. And it's this one. We're just going to get it. And we ended up it was a crazy journey. We ended up living in a church for six weeks. It was a really horrific, bad experience, but we ended up with a brand new RV out of it. So from the time I went to bed until we were living in a brand new RV and moving to a different city because we were part of the problem was we were in a small town. We ended up moving to New Orleans. It was six months. By July, we went to New Orleans and my husband started gigging. We both got normal jobs because living in an RV, you don't need a lot of income. Like we just were like, let's- Not a lot of overhead there, right? Exactly. So (laughs) we, we answered two questions. We said for this six months, we're going to not start any businesses. We're not going to do anything. We're going to play, heal, have fun and relax and learn how to be a family. And And what- just just to make the money just to live comfortably, to be able right. to go play. Like we weren't trying to get rich. We were just trying to rest and heal without like raw, real survival. And you know what? That's important to, to make a note of, to heal, just take time to rest. Self-care is not selfish and right. we need it and we can't help others until we help ourselves. In fact, so- we have to be selfish. I, I quite teach selfishly. So we have had it's okay all to of be this. Selfish. We need to be because you can't take care of anyone else until you are taken care of. Absolutely. And you know what? You will take care of everyone else better. Absolutely. Care of. So, so yeah, be, be selfish. selfish. <laughs> so that's that's our motto today. Be selfish. Absolutely. Be selfish. And, I, you know, I haven't read your book yet, and I love the title of your book. <laughs> um, yeah, hold that up again for me. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. Everything, Everything I, know I, I know I learned from my pimp. And I think that is so awesome. And you learned a lot of sales and marketing. And you learned also that you did want to be happy and that you were you were in control of those choices. Correct? So Yes and no. Um, that's the thing is that my our minds are very, very powerful. Yep. And I... Like when I was trafficked, I did not have the freedom to leave. Um, I did not have the ability to just walk away. It took a couple months of really strategic planning on my part, leaving absolutely zero evidence to be able to get away from him. And that it was not a simple journey. And at the same time, the reason he got me was because um, I actually have to quote a pimp. Um, It it is being a being a pimp is about finding what a hoe needs mm. and then exploiting it and then exploiting it and that's how they control you right but the thing is is that just like hitler most of what they say is correct mm. it's the little twist it's the nuance it's that one little thing that says 
yeah, that's it. I'm going to use that. But my pimp did something that no one else in my life had done prior. He listened to me. Oh, wow. And he listened to me and then he exploited that. Ah, and so gotcha. it, that, that was something that as I went on my healing journey, I made it such a point to really hear people, really listen, and then not exploit it because it's not hard to not exploit people, but it I is hard that. to really listen. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know what? It's been so much fun having you here today. I, I talked to you a while back and I'm like, she's going to be awesome. You've had a lot of trauma. And yeah, a lot of us have had trauma and we don't know, a lot of people don't even realize they're having trauma. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you do to keep yourself on a positive path or, you know, to keep joy in your life, to keep happiness? What is something you could share with the audience that helps you? You know what? I'm going to give you one of my teachings real quick because it's super simple and it's uh, something I've been working on and have been teaching for now 17, 18 years. And it's really simple. You're a tree. I'm a tree. Look at us. We're all trees. We're a tree. Our limbs and fruit are our behaviors, all of them. Hmm. That is what we do. Our trunk, our core, are our feelings and experiences. Our roots are our deep beliefs. They are the things that existed before we did. They are the generational cycles. They're the things that you don't know because you don't know. And so many times in healing, in life, first, we don't know how to self-identify. And so that's where the tree analogy comes in. But then we look at our behaviors, our fruit, our limb issues, and Mm -hmm. we trim the tree. Well, what happens when you prune a tree? It goes dormant for a little while, and then it grows back with the same fruit. And so that's why we have this thing called the relapse. That's Mm. why we go back to things, because if you trim a tree without restoring the roots, the same fruits are going to come back over and over again. And so you can go the other direction and just forget about behavior modification and go straight to the roots, and then eventually over time, the dead limbs will fall off. And that works. That was actually how I lost weight, was I lost weight over a period of three years at 0.3 pounds per week. I just made better choices, little bits over time. And so it's really a harm reduction model. No shame. Absolutely no shame. Love yourself. Be selfish. Work forward. But if you are in a situation where everything sucks, like we were when living in tents going, I don't know what to do, you trim the tree and restore the roots at the same time. And when you do that, what happens is you get radical life change very, very quickly because it has now been, um, what is that? 21 months since I had that Christmas. Right. both my husband and I, we are running a business. We have masterminds. I, I do turnarounds with business. We help people with trauma. We run life school. I published my book and we are having the time of our life. We are having more fun than we have ever really had because one, we're not living up to anyone's expectations. Two, the two questions we asked ourselves when we were living in New Orleans, trying to just rest, we said, we're designing our life. What do we want it to look like? Anything we want, what do we want? And then who exactly do we want to serve? Like how? 
No, don't make a plan, just who. And did you write any of this out or, or did you just talk it out, you know, between the two of you and then come up with a Both. plan? I mean, uh, we, we didn't really have a plan because here's one of the things that I've learned about business. We're going to jump into that for a second. Uh, <laughs> with entrepreneurship, you don't, especially when you have a bunch of experience. Right. Like I didn't know exactly who I wanted to serve because I'm good at a lot of things. Like I'm, my expertise is really within healing, trauma, recovery, and then business restructure. And I was like, I, I don't know what I want to do. So I literally just started, we started getting clients and serving them, but not too many, like just doing one-on-one -on -one work and getting amazing results. Um, over the last nine months, we have had clients for one-on-one -on -one coaching in probably 12 different niches. Wow. And so like, it doesn't matter whether you, you know, are having marriage problems or eating disorders or like um, self-harm, like we, we've been able to do it all. But it was like, okay, so we're helping them and we're really serving them. Mm -hmm. But are we living to our fullest potential? And so as we did it, we, we served every client and is still are serving clients that to our greatest potential and right. see radical lives change, but then going, is this what we're really meant to do? I'm 41. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, well, it changes, right? <laughs> I'm 64 and I still haven't grown up. So. Right. <laughs> It so changes we, every week, every month. And so that's really a key point that we may want or may come up with a plan, but, but life will say, mom, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You know? And so it's allowing yourself to ebb and flow with those things. So like, we're just honest with our clients. We're honest in our marketing. And it's like, well, if you want results, we get results fast. Like right. we, we, we have in the last nine months, it takes approximately three months to radically change a life. And wow. we don't do it. They have to do it, but we just give yeah, them they the, do tools. the work. Right? right. But I am not, so many coaches are so like whitewashed. They don't know how to say the hard things that it's like, wow, um, we need to look at this. We need to look at the behavior. We need to look at what you're doing. Let's look at the roots. Let's go deep. And because of that, we get really great results really fast. And we That's just great. keep adapting and changing and growing. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter within business. So if someone is starting a business or doing a business because of COVID and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So many people get stuck saying, I don't know what I'm good at and I don't know who I'm going to serve. You know what? You don't have to. Just serve some people. Don't serve get too many. people. Go do it. Go exactly. do it. And then ask yourself, am I doing what I really love? And what are the results? And you and can adjust along the way. I mean, I, that's yeah. what I've been doing. I've been adjusting. I teach Zoom classes now. I teach people how to <sighs> Zoom. I didn't know how to use Zoom before COVID, really, you know, right. so now I'm teaching it as well as being a speaking coach and, and now a podcaster. <gasps> I've had so much fun having oh. you on here. I could talk all day long with you, but we need to wrap it up. Yes. I want, where can people find Jess and find out more about you and possibly get your book? And show your book again. I love the title. Our, our main website is superpoweredhumans.com. Superpoweredhumans.com. I'll mm -hmm. put that in the link and, and on the show notes. 
That's a wonderful. It's really just a very simple page. You can get the book there. Now the ebook is only seven dollars. Wow. And okay. um, I did that because as part of our business, like I don't we don't make money on the book. And that wasn't my goal to make money on the book. My goal was to help people understand um what trauma, like what trafficking looks like and then how to serve. Cause I ran a nonprofit for a number of years. Um, but then here's something fun that we did because of COVID because shipping times are really long right now. Yes. So it, that has been a huge, huge problem. And I was like, I want the book in people's hands. So our order bump, if you're in internet marketing or the upgrade, you get one option for an upgrade and it's 37 bucks. You get the signed physical copy that takes about six weeks to show up. I ship it myself because <laughs> I sign it for you. Right. But you get the video book. Wow. When have you ever heard of a video book? Tell me about the video book. Okay. So it was wrap up. so wild because I was like, if I have to do an audio recording, why don't you just turn the camera on? And so that's a I, great idea. It's a literally it like just, you know, reading. So, I sat in a chair and read the book to it's eight and a half hours. I'm going to do that. It is, so you get like, and you also get some of our life school classes. You get um, behind the scenes interviews. Like it is a huge package that is in total 44 bucks, but it is probably about 20 hours worth of content. And it's a really my life journey into and out of helping people with severe complex trauma and then how to just do better and that healing is attainable for all of us. So that's, that's the basics. Superpoweredhumans.com. You can see what we do and really we just have a blast. Life is too short to not just live free and with and great it doesn't joy. mean that we're not going through those trials and tribulations. You know, all of us are going, dealing with this COVID stuff too right now. And, but, you know, if you need someone, you know, reach out, talk to someone, contact Jess, mm-hmm. contact me, my program. Uh, I'm re I'm redoing my whole online program too. I'm going to give it, give it a whole new name, but the audio is going to be on and also on YouTube, the video will be on there. Jess, I've had so much fun having you here today. Thank you so much. You know what? I forgot to tell you something. We started a show. You um, did? What yeah. Is it? um, it's it called? called Just Look At It. And Just it's, Look At It. It's way edgy. And it's because part, I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist that um, it chooses optimism. But we have to look at reality. So my husband and I actually, we put the show off. We're going to be live in 12 minutes um, because we go live at eight o'clock every morning, Monday through Friday. And we just look at whatever and we talk about whatever and it's raw and real. And our page is Jess and Reed on Facebook. It's Jess and Reed on YouTube. And it's just live five days a week. It's not like a pitch fest and it's just him and I doing what we do. We talk about everything from aliens to to trafficking to politics. I'm a political atheist. Like, I just don't do it. Right. Because I, when I was trafficked, your clients are politicians. Um, 
And so, like, it just is what it is. So just look at it. It's on Jess and Reed. Um, and awesome. that's just fun. So sorry, I forgot about it because we just started. No, that's okay. Thanks ago. for sharing. <laughs> thanks for That's cool. I'm going to have to check it out. So thanks for it's being wild. here today. Oh, and, thank you. And I'm so, so happy to be meet you and Reed. You guys are awesome. I mean, check them out because they are so much fun and so much energy. And... Remember that there is an endless positive possibility to your potential after trauma. And here's proof right there. So until next time, Sir Thriver, I wish you peace, love, and ciao for now.